on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Roll Tidecast, the official podcast of Alabama athletics. Here's Roger Hoover. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover, and welcome to this episode of the Roll Tidecast. In this episode, I check in with Director of Athletics Greg Byrne, as well as women's basketball standout Jordan Lewis, who is now in her redshirt junior season at the Capstone. We open up with a wide-ranging conversation with Greg, touching on everything from honoring the accomplishments and legacy of Wendell Hudson, plus the Crimson Standard and its building projects, as well as a different look for this year's A-Day game. Well, Greg, since we last sat down, how's everything been going for you? Well, good. You you had a busy night. Yeah, I assume you were in College Station last night. I was at a dinner, so I was able to follow it on Twitter, but big win for our women's program last night. Yeah, two in a row over top 15 teams. First time that's happened, so a lot of excitement near the end of the season for women's basketball. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm happy for Coach Curry, her staff, and most importantly, the kids on the team. You know, it's been a it's been an uphill battle for a few years, and you know they've they've continued to stay focused on on the task at hand and uh, to see them have uh, opportunities for high level wins like this against Mississippi State on the road, Texas A&M on the road. Both teams have been in the Final Four or won a national championship in A&M's case, uh, you know, in the last decade. And so that's uh, that's something that we're we're very pleased with and excited for everyone. I know before in November and even October a little bit, we talked about the crossover season, how everything's starting to happen at once, and that's certainly the case here near the end of February and the start of March. It is. Uh, uh, today or this weekend I'll be uh, and our staff will be at uh, baseball, softball. We have our first uh, regatta, which is rowing tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and uh, gymnastics tonight. Uh, So uh, there will not be, Regina, my wife, went out of town uh, yesterday and she said, what all do you have going on? I said, well, I won't be home. I'll be at an event basically all day, every day for the next, uh, all the way through Sunday. Uh, But that's really special, getting the chance to watch your kids compete. That's big reason why you do this and and uh, so it'll be fun to fun to watch and watch your teams uh, continue to improve and get better and this basketball season has been special for a variety of reasons but I think a few weeks ago for the LSU game very special it was really all around Wendell Hudson and what went into the decision for Alabama athletics to have him be the first to have his jersey retired here at Alabama well we actually I need to make sure I give credit to Cecil Hurt Uh, we had had a discussion in the last year and he, he, he had told me, he said, you know, Greg, you're coming up on the 50th anniversary of the integration of Alabama athletics with Wendell and then the next year with football. And, uh, you know, and, and the leadership, Coach Bryant, as well as CM Newton, uh, the, the leadership that Wendell showed. And it was, it was something that was helped enlighten me through our conversation. And then we started researching and talking about it and making sure we had all the dates right. Um, and, uh, and we thought, what, what could we do to properly recognize him? And uh, uh, had a really good conversation with Brett Sexton from our Board of Trustees, who's been involved with our basketball program for a long time, and his family has. His dad played here at Alabama. And, uh, and just to make sure we understood the historical significance of what that was. And, uh, and so we started talking about it, and, and I'm not sure who it was internally within our department, but, but uh, somebody just threw out, hey, we've never retired a jersey. What does that look like? And uh, I talked to Dr. Bell about it, and he was very supportive. Uh, talked to uh, uh, our, our, our Chancellor, Fess St. John, and then some of the leadership through our trustees, and, and they were very supportive of it. And so that's, that's how it came about. And I, I can tell you one of the, the highlight, probably one of the highlights of my time here, just a little over three years now at Alabama, was getting to call Wendell and tell him that. 
and uh, he was he was taken back. It was it 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 was uh, it was a really special moment for him and his family. And and then the our, our staff did such a wonderful job, as did the university. Um, uh, on Samori Pruitt was really helpful from the university's end too, uh, putting together all the activities culminating with the uh, with the retirement of his jersey at the ceremony at Coleman and, and our fans were wonderful and Wendell and his family were so moved by it all and it just tells you what a special place the University of Alabama is. Certainly is and he's a special person so I know that everything that really led up to it uh, the great luncheon reception that night at the president's mansion just that was a busy weekend for Wendell but he seemed to enjoy all of it especially with his former coaches teammates being right there. Yeah he, he, he certainly did and yeah, I think he really appreciated, you know, we have all of our teams for the remainder of this academic year wearing WH patch on their on their jerseys. And uh, it was important for our student athletes to understand what this represents. Uh, I told a story about a, a prominent athlete that I know, if you're over 35 years old, you just assume everybody in the country knows who this person is. And I was talking to Tua down at the bowl game, and I said, oh, I mentioned this person's name. and Tua wasn't sure who he was. And, and I think that's a reminder for all of us that it's important to continue to recognize your history and remind the younger generations of what your history is. Wendell is such an important part of our university's history. And, and, and now because of his jersey hanging from the rafters at, uh, at Coleman Coliseum, we'll never forget who he is and what he represented and the bold step that he took. We're certainly very appreciative for that. Again, a great moment when he was able to come back for the LSU game and uh, just in Coleman right now and saw the jersey hanging up there with a lot of pride. So that's certainly a good thing. And a lot of good things are happening all across campus with the Crimson Standard. What's the latest update? Well, it's going, it's going very well. We've just been blown away by the generosity of our donors buying into the long-term vision of what we're doing. Um, we're north of $355 million of our $600 million 10-year, 10-year goal. And uh, it's, you know, construction's going on everywhere. I'm, every day I'm in the office, I'm reminded because we're building a sports science center right outside my office window and, and you hear the construction and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to see down at the stadium the progress that we're making there and uh, very, very positive. Uh, it's it's going to have, a, the, the recruiting area is going to be very large uh, at, at the stadium to, that will really help the experience of our, of our recruits on, on game days. Uh, locker room improvements for a football team are great. And, and I've said this multiple times, and I think people have heard it. Uh, some have heard it, but we, as we put together this, this vision, the revenue that we're able to generate off of what we're doing in phase one gives us the opportunity to move forward with phase two and phase three. We've already done the improvements to softball. Uh, we'll get, our fans will have already gotten to see that. Our team has gotten to see that. Uh, I think we're getting close to a plan for golf. It's been a bit of an up and down one and a lot of, a lot of different uh, moving parts in that. But I think we're getting close to a plan there. And, uh, and then the improvements, obviously, to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, our, our fans will get to see that this coming season when we open up at Georgia State at home after the USC game and then the next weekend for the Georgia game. Uh, so they'll see that. And now we're, look, we're working on Coleman Coliseum. And, and I think sometimes people will say, hey, you, you got to get it started. And I, I wish it was that simple. There's, you know, when you're going through this, there's multiple steps you got to go through from a, from a state standpoint, board of trustees, leadership standpoint. Uh, that's very important. And you can't, and I, I want to stress the importance of that. The second part is when you're designing a building 
or whether it's a renovation, whether it's a new construction of a project of $100 million or more, uh, that's just not throwing up a couple drawings and going. That's, it's very complex to understand the engineering of what, what it takes. What, when you start moving a wall, what does that do to the rest of the building and understanding the engineering that goes into that. Or even if you are building a new facility, what does that look like? What are the things that fit well with what we're trying to accomplish? And, uh, and so it is a very complex, uh, multi-step process and, uh, it, it, you know, addressing foot or addressing men's and women's basketball and gymnastics is really important to put us in the best possible position for the next 30, 40 years. And that's very much what we're focused on right now. That's also important for fans to understand some of the renderings and things they may have saw when the Crimson Standard was first unveiled. It's like you said before, a very fluid process. And I'm sure as you continue going along in this process, especially with Coleman Coliseum, even though they may see a rendering of what it could be, it could turn out to be a different experience as you guys continue getting more information. Yeah, and and that's the key part right there. The more information you get, there were things we were pretty sure about when we started planning on Bryant-Denny Stadium that as soon as we a wall was moved or, or something was looked at underground, it was very different than maybe what the drawings had been. Uh, and sometimes you don't have any drawings, so you're doing it very much blindly. Uh, but yes, that you're right. It is a, it is a fluid process, and we will continue to do everything we can to put our department, our basketball programs, our gymnastics program in the best possible position for the long haul. And, and we want to be thoughtful as we go through that process. And you got to be excited that you do get to go to softball. And of course, uh, the Crimson Tide a couple of weeks ago, getting to open up the brand new road stadium. Uh, what'd you think when you first went in there for the first time with everything finished? Well, I was out of town, unfortunately, for our game, our openers, uh, but uh, I've been through there multiple times. But what I've seen so far, really excited about it. It was special to be in there when the team got to come into the renovated clubhouse. Uh, you know, got great young women on that team. They're very, they were so appreciative. Um, and now, uh, tonight, I'll be out of the game when we, when we play Arizona tonight at 6 o'clock, 6 or 7 o'clock, whatever time it is, for a little while before I go to gymnastics. But, it, you know, it, it looks like we're going to create some new spaces for our fans, which they'll, you know, as much as our fan base is passionate about softball, they'll embrace that. They'll use it very well. And, uh, you know, obviously hosting the SEC uh, tournament this year, going to be great energy at the end of the year, but throughout the year as we, as we lead into that. And, uh uh, but what I've seen so far, really, really like, and we've had great response from our team. We've had great response from our fans. So when softball fans get to see the renovations as they go to Alabama softball games, and for football, they will be able to see Bryant-Denny Stadium coming up with A-Day on April 18th. But it's going to be a little different A-Day than what we've had before here. Yeah, over half the stadium will be not accessible because of the construction. Uh, we anticipate thirty to 35,000 people be, be, being able to come to, to A-Day. Um, and uh, they'll, they'll get to go inside and see the new video boards, even though they won't be operational. Uh, they'll get to see just what all the construction, everything that's being worked on and will continue to be worked on through the summer. But uh, talking to Coach Saban, he and I uh, talked about, do we move A-Day? Um, there are limits on what you can do from a recruiting standpoint if you move it off campus. Uh, you know, we obviously honor our team captains from the year past at the ceremony at, at Denny Chimes. We wanted to be able to continue to do that. Uh, and so it's going to be a different experience than, than what uh, we've been used to for, in Coach Saban's time here. But the inconvenience of 1A day, we, you know, we strongly feel that the benefits to the long term are really good. And so 
uh, there'll be some inconvenience, but we, we, we know the passion of our fan base, and we know we'll have a strong showing, whoever, you know, however many seats we end up having in there to work with. Yeah, and even if fans can't make it inside Bryant Denny Stadium with the limited seats, understand Sewell Thomas Stadium will be open, the game will be shown on the video board, so still, people need to get to campus and enjoy that day. We, we want everybody to be here and be a part of it, absolutely. So that's really a special time, and you mentioned as well, uh, getting to serve as a host facility for SEC championships is important. You've got women's tennis coming up in mid-April as well. Yes, we do, and you know, obviously it, uh, it's exciting for our team and for our coaches, our program, whenever we get to host an SEC championship on campus in town, it's good for our community. Um, you know, I, I always want to give out a shout out to our operations staff, our media relations uh, staff, because they, they're there, they're the first ones there, they're the last ones to leave. A lot of extra time and effort away from their families. Uh, and I just, I, we appreciate it. We want to do them, it's important that we do them, but there's a lot of people that spend even more time and energy behind the scenes to pull it off. And, and that's one of the things we have here in our department is we've got great people and we're very fortunate for that. Well, the SEC Women's Tennis Championships coming up in mid-April and then SEC Softball in early May. And speaking of tournaments, we've got a lot of tournaments coming up for Alabama Athletics in terms of basketball. I know you're excited for the women's tournament and the men's tournaments coming up as we continue to have a very busy month ahead. Yeah, we do. We'll be in South Carolina with the women's team next week, Nashville the week after for the men's team. Uh, you know, I want to say the, the job that Coach Oates has done, uh, getting the kids to buy in, it's a very exciting brand of basketball, obviously. Um, you know, we, boy, we've had the injury bug this year. I feel, feel for uh, the guys, obviously, going through that. It's not never any fun, but they're teammates, too, because you get used to certain people being in and having certain roles and getting other guys to step up. You know, but we're playing with a pretty depleted roster right now. And uh, Clark, our trainer for men's basketball, he's been, he's been very busy in the training room this year. And, but, you, you know, the, 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 just the, the hustle, the guts, the, um, you know, the toughness that they've shown, you know, look, look at Herb and the way he's been able to play with, with one hand. Um, and he, it just shows you that the, the, the guys have really bought in and it's exciting to see um, for, for what's going on today, but what's going on for the future for our men's basketball program. And then to continue to see the improvement with our women's program too, uh, just we're thrilled about that. So again, it's going to be a very busy time as all the sports kind of start to cross over once again during this uh, busy upcoming month of March. But anything else that's going to be on your plate for the next few weeks? Oh, we're, uh, you know, obviously people always see the competition, but, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time on a lot of other things, whether it's academics, whether it's life skills development, whether it's the construction of our facilities, whether it's the future planning of our facilities, fundraising, uh, promoting what we're doing across the board. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, you're right, it, it, the spring is our busiest time of year. And uh, we've got spring football, obviously, about ready to start, too. So um, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's a great time to be around our department. We're very fortunate for it. Greg, thank you for your time today. Roll right. Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide to you. I think it's safe to say that spring is without a doubt the busiest time of the year for Alabama athletics. Next up, I catch up with Jordan Lewis, who is in her redshirt junior season in the arena and is working on her MBA in the classroom. Recently named to the Cosida Academic All-District Team, Jordan and her teammates have knocked off two top 15 teams on the road during the month of February and are heading into the stretch run of the season playing some of their best basketball. We also talk about summer trips to Las Vegas to play in USA Basketball's three-on-three event and Canada as part of the Tide's international trip as well as her work in the community. Jordan, let's just start with basketball. 
Uh, the Crimson Tide are playing really well towards the end of the season. What's led to a strong finish for you guys? Um, I think we just had that really tough schedule to start out SEC Conference, and I think it really tested us and tested our ability to compete with the teams in our league. And so I think it's just very important for us not to get down about losses, but to know that we were right there and we were so close to all those games in the beginning that we just had to finally turn the corner. Yeah, and you guys are playing with a lot of togetherness, it seems like, and I'm sure even in those tough losses, the belief was built in that you guys are step-for-step with the best teams in the SEC. Yeah, I just think we had to stay together. I think that's the most important thing. You can't get down or like try to do it by yourself. So I think it's just a complete team effort. Of course, you've been here at Alabama. This is your redshirt junior season. I uh, did have to uh, miss part of last year uh, off the floor with an injury. But just what have you liked about being an Alabama student athlete? Um, I think it's been an amazing experience. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think that um, just the experience on the court and the teammates and the coaching staff, um, the way they bring you in, they treat you like family. I mean, the fan base treats you like family. I mean, everyone's just so supportive in this community that I think it's just the most amazing experience I could ever imagine. Yeah, you had a very decorated high school career in the state of Florida. Uh, what led you to Alabama? What was co- part of Coach Curry's uh, recruiting pitch to get you here? Um, I actually only came on one visit before I came here and decided to come here. Um, I think just the way she believes in the people that she wants to come and she kind of makes it about you and not about everybody else. I think that she just kind of is like that mom figure that's away from home. And so I think that was very important to me in finding a home like this. And I also think that she takes care of you on and off the court. I don't think it's always about basketball. Like, she'll always be there for you, whether it's academics, whether it's something you want to do in the future, whether it's some connection you're trying to make. Like, she just is always there, and it's always, like, I think that's the most important thing is learning lessons from your experience. Well, you mentioned academics. Uh, What did you uh, major in in your undergraduate studies? Um, I majored in marketing and modern and consumer science. How'd that go? Um, It was good. It was tough. It was tough. (laughs) <laughs> do you have some favorite classes or what kind of direction do you want to take your career down the road? Um, I want to kind of get into like sports marketing or some type of like company that's like marketing with sports or specifically like a sports team. Um, I just think that connection with the competitive environment is like so important to me because that's something that I've always been in. And so I think that that's just somewhere I'm trying to go. You were able to graduate early uh, with your undergraduate studies. Just what kind of resources here at Alabama for student athletes helped you uh, be able to graduate so early? Um, well, first and foremost, I don't think it would be possible without Coach Curry and her allowing me to kind of do things out, out of like the ordinary. Um, so you have to take advantage of study hall. You have to take advantage of your academic advisor. You have to take advantage of all the resources on the campus. Like some people just want to like ride through school and do the four years and do what you're supposed to. But um, I mean, our first advisor, Jared, um, he was very impactful. Um, he kind of explained to me that you can graduate early and go for that master's and pursue your master's in your fourth year, not knowing that I would have a fifth year. And so I think it was just kind of something that I had in mind in the back of my head. So like going into his office every day, we made sure I had the right classes, made sure that I was succeeding in those classes. And so I just think I took opportunities. And you did obviously succeed, again, getting to graduate early, and then you get accepted into Alabama's MBA program. Uh, what's it been like going through that program? Um, it's been very tough. It's probably the toughest thing I've had to do with balancing schoolwork and the basketball court. Um, it takes a lot of extra work outside of class and a lot of um, just kind of self-evaluating to really figure out if it's something that you want to do. And so I think it's really like testing me and probably the biggest test that, since I've been here. Can you take us to, through like a typical day for you? Like say Alabama's got a home game on a Thursday. What's your day like uh, from when you get up to uh, when everything's done at Coleman for the night? So I have to wake up at about 8 o'clock every day. Um, I have a class at 9.30 that lasts from 9.30 to 10.45. And then I have another class that starts at 11 and lasts till 12.15. And then we'll probably have shoot around at 1 or 2. So I'll just stay around on campus, do shoot around. 
Um, I'll try to get home before we come back for the game and then come back for the game like two hours early and then, yeah, I'll probably be home by 10. And when you say you go to class, I understand you have to dress up for class like you're going into oh, a corporate yes. business meeting, right? Yes, I have to dress up every day, um, business casual, and yeah, that's an everyday thing. Has that gotten you used to what the workflow is going to be like down the road and just kind of what a normal day is going to be like in the future? Um, yeah, you definitely have to wake up earlier because you can't just throw some sweatpants and sweatshirt on and some sneakers. You have to actually like put some effort into the way you look. And so, I mean, I think it just teaches you a lesson. Like your first impression is what everybody remembers. So I think that it's important to sh like look apart and just apart from everybody. You've got all these classes. You've got all these practices. you got all this time you have to study. You also have to have some free time, I imagine, yeah. at some point. But just how have you been able to juggle all of these different responsibilities along with being a basketball player um I think it was tough at first but I feel like you have to be in the moment and be where your feet are at the time like if I have a game at seven I can't think about that while I'm in class or if I'm in class I can't think about the game at seven I think you just have to be in the moment and do what you're doing and be all in at what you're doing at that moment because if you start thinking about all the stuff you have to do like it just jumbles your mind and you just don't know where to go and don't you also have a dog? I do have two. <laughs> two dogs so on top <laughs> of all these classes, study time, practice, games, travel with the women's basketball yeah. team. You always have to think about your dogs. What's their names? Um, Ace and Gizmo. Okay. <laughs> but you're able to find time to hang out with them, probably walk around yeah. campus a little bit, have a good time. Yeah. I usually take them to daycare sometimes so they can play with other dogs. <laughs> well, that's always a lot of fun. So with all of this on your plate, you're extremely motivated to succeed, not only in the classroom, but on the court as well. Where does that motivation come from? Um, I would say it comes from my parents. Like, my parents have always worked hard. Um, I mean, I've been blessed with many opportunities from just my family and stuff, but I never wanted to take advantage of just having that because, I mean, you look around you and not everybody gets the same opportunities. So I feel like if you let opportunities go and you don't take advantage of things that can open big doors for you, then I think you're letting yourself down. What can you tell us about your parents? Um, I mean, they're amazing people. They're probably like my biggest supporters. They've never let me be average. They've always pushed me further. Um, that's where the academics come from. Like, I never wanted to make a C. I never wanted to drop a class. Like, it's just something that, like, a standard that they've set in our family. And I just feel like you would be letting them down if you didn't do, like, what you're supposed to and exceed in that. And you mentioned that down the road you'd like a career in sports marketing or with a company that works in sports. And I imagine a lot of that was shaped by your dad, Derek, who's worked with Pepsi for many years and has a lot of strong relationships in yes. the sports world. Yeah, he's built a lot of relationships. I mean, he's just gotten a lot of cool opportunities to do cool things involved with sports. And I just think that's, like, amazing that you get to be on the biggest stages, like the All-Star Game, the Super Bowl, and be, like, have your brand name on those sports. So I think it's just important to, like, talk about, like, brand image and, like, how you present yourself and how your company presents yourself. And, I mean, to work for a company like that, like, they're just all about team and, like, team effort and nothing is done by one person. So I think that's just important. And he gets fired up when it comes to Alabama basketball games. I yes. nearly broke my hand when we had a high five after the Mississippi State win. Uh, but he, I'm sure he's just as excited when you're doing well academically and all the steps you're taking on your career. Yeah, he's so passionate. Um, I mean, like I said, he's probably one of my biggest supporters. But, I mean, he just loves Alabama as a whole. You'll probably catch him at a football game arguing with any type of fan. You probably think he went here. So I just think he like puts his all into everything that he wants to support and show support for. Well, you're doing such a great job with all of this, but in the community, you've also been very active. Uh, last two years, member of the SEC Community Service Team. Uh, what's been your community service focus? 
Um, kind of on the people around the community because I feel like that's what supports the school in a whole. And I think that if you go and take five minutes out of your day to go talk to kids at school or talk to kids in middle school or lower school or just something to brighten somebody's day, um, I think it just makes a big difference. Like, I mean, you don't ever know what people are going through and you never know what opportunities they didn't get in life. And so I think it's just important to give back, like, what you've gotten and what you've had and, like, share your experiences with them. Yeah, have you enjoyed getting to meet people in Tuscaloosa outside of campus? Um, yes, I think it's very, like, the people around here are probably the nicest people I've ever met. Being from Orlando and being from, like, a big city where a lot of tourists, like, people don't take the time to ask you how you are. People don't take the time to say good morning. So I think that's just really been something that I've noticed since I've been here. And, like, everyone is, like, really nice, like, really caring. And you've been doing some stuff on your own, some stuff with the team as well. I know Coach Curry really makes community service priority for you guys. Yeah, she does. She really um, wants to give back. She's really trying to um, make a push for, like, our crowd. And so I think that she's done everything that she can. And I think getting out in the community is a way to build your crowd. And so I think that's just something that's been important to us. Yeah, do you love the fifth grade fast break game where you can look in the stands and you <laughs> see fifth graders you saw in their classroom maybe two or three days before, and now they're cheering yeah. you on in the game? Yeah, it's a great experience. I mean, you're just sitting there talking to them two days before for the game like you said and then now they're like screaming for you at the top of their lungs for like 40 minutes straight so it's just exciting to play in front of people that are excited to see you right now you're wearing a usa basketball a sweatshirt you had an opportunity to be in the three on three for usa basketball what can you tell yeah. us about that experience um it was coming off my injury so i was kind of nervous to go in a way but um i think it's really what got me back started and to be around people like ryan howard and michaela from ucla and people like that and to challenge yourself on the highest level i think it kind of like put me back in the mindset of how competitive the game is and how fun it is and how it can be like just playing against the best of the best and wasn't that in las vegas like outdoors oh course? yes yeah. it was outside it was very hot um i mean it was anywhere from like professionals to like college to just anywhere from all across that's pretty cool i'm sure of some great friendships with that you mentioned ryan howard you yeah. play against at kentucky anyone else you met during that time um so i got the opportunity to play with bella from princeton Aaliyah from oregon state um janelle bailey from unc ryan howard obviously from kentucky and michaela from ucla and i just think like those are some of the people that are like on people's award watch list um sabrina was there with her teammates um, UConn had a team there, Texas had a team there. So I think it was just an opportunity to kind of get back in the flow of things and, you know, play with a bunch of people. Yeah, you mentioned Sabrina Ionescu from Oregon. Have you been watching a lot of her games and uh, all the numbers she's been able to pile up over the last year? Um, Yes, I think she is a game-changing player, like a culture-changing player. Like what she has been able to accomplish at Oregon is, like, amazing. Like, no, like not everybody does that. She's in the league of her own now, and I just think that – she just continued to build a way for people to continue to succeed. Yeah, she had a relationship with Kobe Bryant, was able to speak at his memorial service. Uh, just what did you, you guys learn that news right after a basketball game. What was that day like for you? Um, it was tough. I mean, like, especially people that have, like, modeled their game after Kobe, people that have looked up to him since they were little. Like, I mean, some of my teammates were in tears, and it was just, like, heartbreaking to see that because that's just how much they care about people like that and how much he impacted the game across the nation. Um I think it was, like, unbelievable at first. Like, we're all in shock. Like, oh, there's no way that, like, he died. Like, this must be false news or something. So I think it's just been, like, uh, I think it's been big. Like, a lot of people have obviously been honoring him in different kind of ways. And I just think that just shows the biggest impact that he had on everybody across the nation, whether you liked him or didn't like him. 
Well, and especially with the support he was giving to women's basketball, his daughter yeah. Gigi, I mean, he was really trying to help her career. You know, she had aspirations of wanting to play at UConn, play in the WNBA. So, you know, what he was doing for women's basketball, I'm sure, made you all feel good. Yeah, he was um, probably a big advocate for us. And I think that his voice was really powerful and it was starting to make an impact. And I think, I mean, everyone knows that his daughter was going to be amazing. Like, she shouldn't fade away at whatever age she is now. And people work on that their whole life. So I just think he was a big advocate for the women's community. And I think his legacy will continue. Well, for the women's basketball team here at Alabama, you guys have had some really cool opportunities. Uh, first of all, tell us about the Canada trip. What did you like about getting to go with your teammates in August out to Canada? Um, it was an amazing trip. Um, I think the best part about it was just being with your teammates and just being together off the court and doing things that you don't normally do or, like, things outside people's comfort zone. And so I think that was, like, brought us together closer because we are able to, like, challenge each other or kind of just do fun things together that you don't normally get to do. And that was after you had a summer internship, is that right? Yes, that's right. Where'd you go for that? Um, I stayed at home and I worked for the Gatorade side of Pepsi and kind of in like the high school, like smaller colleges. So we went around trying to basically like sell in um, their high school packages or just kind of like marketing like new products and just kind of getting people aware of it because they're really trying to like penetrate the high school market now since they have a lot of college presence. So have you really enjoyed all of this? Is this, you know, you're getting so much experience, not only as a leader on the basketball team, but in the classroom, pursuing your MBA, you've had this great internship. Just uh, what can you tell our fans about the journey you're on and what's next for Jordan Lewis? Um, The journey's been long and it's been hard, but I think it's all been worth it. I think I've learned a lot of things along the way. In the future, I mean, I hope to just continue, obviously, on the court next year and give my all and kind of like continue where we have left off right now and finish out the season in the future, I mean, I just I just want to do anything that's going to make me passionate about what I do. I don't want to do anything that I feel forced to do because I learned that when you do things that you don't really want to do, you're not passionate about it. You're not giving it your all. So I think it's just going to be important for me to be somewhere where I'm going to be happy and able to do something that I want to do. Jordan, we're very proud of what you're doing here at Alabama. So thank you for joining us. Roll Tide. Well, thank you. Roll Tide. Jordan is in the midst of a great career, and we're proud of all she's accomplished on the court and in the classroom, and the difference she's making in the world outside of both. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rolled Tidecast, and we thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let us know things you would like to hear in future podcast episodes. And now, we leave you with this Crimson Tide moment from Nick Saban. But I want everybody here to know, this is not the end. This is the beginning. This has been the World Tidecast, the official podcast of Alabama Athletics. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.